I'm Victoria. And I'm Joe. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we are here to help you through it all. So that you can prepare for the wedding day and marriage with ease. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Catholic, Catholic Wedding, wedding Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am so happy to have you join here today. Um, today, I think we're going to be talking about a really important topic. We chatted with actually my brother a little bit on discerning um, when to take when to break off your engagement. And today we are having Maureen joined here today to chat a little bit more about this topic. We are so happy to have you on here. Thank you so much, Maureen. Um, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, my name is Maureen. And um, it's kind of funny because when I first applied for this podcast, it was when I was engaged. And then um, we they reached out after I it had ended. So and it wasn't really that much long after I had applied. So it was very unexpected. But um, well, on my part, to not be engaged anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm happy to be here, and um, it's I really like the topic change that we went with. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm so so grateful for you coming on here. Um, I, we chatted a little bit before we started recording and I just shared with Maureen that actually the episode with my brother is one of our more popular episodes, which I think is really important. I think it's very valuable that we're talking about this during engagement. Um, like my brother shared, I think he said it was like 20% of engagements um, are broken off. So this is a very like real thing that just is not talked about as much. And so I am so grateful for your like willingness to come on um, and like being vulnerable with us today. Um, so I, I'm so, so grateful that you're here. Um, and like I mentioned before, like we're going to really kind of dive into this a little bit more and we are going to be chatting about kind of the steps to take after, if you do discern to break off your engagement, kind of what are the next steps? So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. super excited to have you on here. Um, of course, we want to be kind of sensitive to your situation because this is a vulnerable topic, but um, like, so only share what you're comfortable with, but if you mm-hmm. can kind of share a little bit about your story. Right, right. Um, so I'm like, like kind of like recollecting like, okay, like what happened? So mm-hmm. It was a very unexpected for both of us. Like there was no um, lead up to it. There was no fighting. Um, There was some like tension about the guest list and just figuring that stuff out. But for any couple, that's always just a really stressful thing. Like that's really not like a, oh, here's something on the radar to look out for. We're stressed about our guest list. Like, no, that's like, if anybody's thinking, oh, the guest list stuff. No, you are going to deal with stress unless you have like, three people in your life like that that's just that's just a thing (laughs) it's human nature (laughs) yeah yeah um because like money is such a big thing and then like money is impacted by the guest list just how much money you're spending on the guests because that is the biggest money thing um Mm. and so I mean we have been saying I love you like there was that stuff going on and then um um he honestly just spontaneously broke up with me and um in hindsight it was 
he so he he heard God. He mm-hmm. did hear God. I um I had gotten little seeds of doubts throughout our engagement and um I just kind of brushed them off because I would be like, Oh, can I do this? And then like I thought I didn't I never I wasn't taking it to adoration. I just kind of quickly chatted with God like can I do this? And then I thought, Mm -hmm. God, like, I think God was saying like, yes, stick with this guy. But I think Mm -hmm. it was like for that season of what we were in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because those conversations were very confusing after the fact. It was like, God, what the heck? You were telling me to stick with him. Um, Mm -hmm. But when we first began dating, there were doubts that I had. And um, I took them at adoration and I heard God tell me, talk to him. You just mm-hmm. like bring this up with him. You need to communicate. You can't just dump him without communicating what the issue is and giving him room to fix things. Right. Um, so that was something that I had wished that he had done with me. It was like, cause I found out after the fact that he hadn't been communicating issues he was having. Okay. And so in the long run, looking back, it was like, Oh, I actually need someone that's willing to communicate with me because mm-hmm. so many things are so fixable. Like, especially all well, the things that he brought up to me, it's like, oh, well, these things are very fixable. But um, there were definitely just small issues that I had, like, okay, um, I'm someone that, so I'm 31, and I don't take well to being controlled or pressured mm-hmm. into things. And I think a lot of um, moms can be that way. They're like, especially if they have high anxiety. So this was a situation where, like, my future mother-in-law did have high anxiety and she was um she's a pretty controlling person like mm-hmm. she likes to have things her way and she has a hard time hearing now mm-hmm. um so i feel like that's a pretty normal thing like mm-hmm. that, like not the as controlling level but um i think that it is so anybody out there like it's boy moms can be kind of like that but like the level that she was at was like just a different level and it was i'm not getting married at 24 where i'm easily controlled i'm getting married i was getting married at 31 i'm like no you can't tell me what to do <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely a situation of like, okay, he, he didn't have a whole lot of friends and he just really struggled communicating. And I mean, I had my flaws and I took everything that he told me and I really, um, examined them. I did a lot of self-reflection of like, okay, I know he's blowing up a lot of things, but like, okay, what, like, so my way of handling was actually, let's look at the seeds of truth. Mm-hmm. let's look at okay what are these little nuggets of truth that he gave me that i need to work on and right. so i took those to prayer and um worked really hard in therapy and just worked really hard with my own family because i'm like i mean those seeds of truth didn't start with him those mm-hmm. those were things that were always a part of my life starting with my family mm-hmm. so uh, those were things that like i'd heard feedback on before but i just was like okay whatever and then i was like oh okay here's some things i need to work on and um I actually found out after the fact, like, so I've had, um, there's different, so I'm someone that deals with like PMS and, mm-hmm. um, turns out that my PMS symptoms are actually related to low progesterone. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been getting, working on getting my hormones leveled out mm-hmm. and I've learned that all from doing Creighton and worked with a NAPRO doctor. Mm-hmm. Something that's, yeah, something that a lot of times we don't know about until, mm-hmm. We hear somebody that talks about doing using Creighton and it was the perfect model for me to use for NFP, but also just like understanding like what my cycle is and if there is anything that needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. And so I found out there is, there is stuff. And mm-hmm. so with the work I've done in therapy and just like getting my hormones balanced just with my diet, like, and just various things that advice from my doctor, things have like 
like evened out, like I'm less, um, so any guys out there, um, so PMS, part of it is like, you might not be impacted by anything, but if there's like a small thing that bothers you, it will just get magnified by like 10. And so for me, it's like, okay, let's just not have things be magnified. Like let's, things can bother us, but like, just like let it roll off of us. And so that was my thing. And, um, which didn't happen very often, but it bothered, it was like maybe four times that it bothered him enough to be like, this is an issue and I'm not going to talk to her about it. Right. Um, so there's just, I mean, one of the first things I did after a breakup was literally pray for the graces and virtues needed for a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing kind of all of that. I know that's, it's probably hard to like, you know, rehash it and think about it, but it, it sounds like you've done a lot of reflecting and also you can see a lot of the fruits in little things that, you know, you've worked on that maybe, you know, maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't have this experience. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's really awesome that you can look back and see all the fruits. I think that's really great. Um, you kind of already touched on this, but what are some things that kind of helped you find peace or like things that you did to kind of like protect your heart after the uh, engagement was broken off? Um, so I did a 33 days to merciful love. Um, the week after I started the week after the breakup and then, okay. um, a friend of mine from high school actually told me that she was doing a 54 days rosary novena. Okay, and yeah. so I started them on the same day. So it was like literally like one week later and looking back. So we did meet up a month later, mm-hmm. um, just to talk about everything, everything that went wrong and right which he only gave me everything that went wrong, which I found very unfair because there is good things that happen in a relationship that lasts right. as long as it did. Like you don't just get engaged and like be engaged. So we were engaged for 10 months. Oh, you don't wow. have, it doesn't last that long if there's not good things going on. So right. there, um, cause I, in my time, I really try to reflect on like, okay, what were the good things? What were the bad things? Like, what mm-hmm. are things that like, well, let's look at this fairly. And, mm-hmm. um, so he only ruminated on all the negatives and just mm. completely forgot every positive aspect. Um, but, and I finished the 33 days to merciful love two days after that meeting. Okay. And at first I was like, what the heck? I was supposed to like, I was hoping that this thing would happen. And looking back, I'm like, God mercifully loved us to the point where he ended things like, mm-hmm. like we, we broke up because of God's merciful love. Like we mm-hmm. would have been living in purgatory together if we did get married. Mm-hmm. Like we would have lived in purgatory on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just kind of like my own reflections on, okay, how can I improve as a person? Mm-hmm. Um, what, and I, so after you have a breakup, you, at least for me, I literally had flashbacks to every wrong thing I ever did. Mm-hmm. And that's really painful, but, um, it's also something that I kind of had to, so one of the messages that I got from that was God teaching me to forgive myself. Cause I did mm-hmm. take it to confession, but I was also like, okay, I have to forgive myself for what I've done. Mm-hmm. But then, um, after it was kind of rooting around in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's the next level here, God? Like, why is this still here? And then I went to actually the next level. It's like, okay, what was I reacting to? Like, what's, right. so I did this thing, but what was it? I'm not someone that just reacts to things like, okay, what was it too? And then I remembered, Oh, right. There was indiscretions against me that I was reacting to. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not the only one at fault here. Mm-hmm. Like him or his family was like, okay, they like somebody had done something. It was either him or his family member had done something that I was like, oh, I really feel like a, a boundary was violated. Or right. like, oh, they don't, they don't respect me. They don't this. Um, and so and it was very thoughtless on their part. It wasn't an intentional disrespect mm-hmm. or violation. It was just like them living their lives and just not knowing, oh, this is a different human. Right. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is someone different. And she's not like a carbon copy clone of our daughter-in-law who has been around for seven years. Right. <laughs> um. Which is what I kind of felt like they wanted me to be the entire time. Like, oh, here's this other girl that married in and everyone's going to be just like her. And so that's kind of like the vibe I got from them the entire time. Like, oh, they expected him to find another her. Right. Yeah. Um, But also just, so the 54-day Rosary Novena, um, I finished that on New Year's Mm -hmm. Eve. And um, then, and I did that for, my petition was for reconciliation. And the day after it, he did apologize for how he broke up with me. Okay. And then I started another 54-day rosary novena the next day. Mm-hmm. And um, that, I also did 33 days to uh, morning glory. Okay. And um, that was for, so I had done it two years prior. And that was, um, I, I um, consecrated my uh, my desire for marriage that's been on my heart my entire life mm-hmm. and i also consecrated what i'm looking for in a husband and so i did do that two years ago but i wasn't as specific because i had some learning experience in this like okay what am i really looking for right and um Be specific about yeah your intention yeah i mean i was pretty specific before but it was like there's something that's like oh i need a man that will communicate man that has strong friendships man that right. like has there no issue go. standing up to his own parents when they're the one picking a conflict right right exactly like someone that will so here's the thing he he valued his parents higher than mm-hmm. me and that's right. something that you can't enter a marriage if you value your parents higher Right. Like yeah, you of need course, like respect your parents, but like right. your your wife is your new family. So Right. Like... Right. And um so part of what led to the breakup was that we were given an ultimatum about our guest list. Okay. And they threatened to um not give us the money that they promised if we didn't if we cut anybody from their guest list. Mm. And I had cut three dozen people from my side. Okay. And they his mom had said, Well, that's not my problem. Mm. And I found very disrespected by that. And like, I was simply a trophy that she had like, okay, here's him getting married and here's how we're going to get there. And like, um, so, and he was afraid of turning down their money because it would hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, if I turn down the money, it's going to severely damage the relationship with them while it was also damaging their relationship with me for us to do that, for us to take the money. And I'm just like, so that was definitely um, one of the flags. And also um, another flag for me was that he had such a hard time. Um, he's never had conflict with his parents before in his adult life. Okay. And so looking back, like, okay, I need someone that, like, it was really hard for me to like be in the middle of that and be like, mm-hmm. oh, this man is in, having a conflict with his parents because he's engaged to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not even because of me. It's like because we're just asking them to cut 10 people from their list and they Mm -hmm. don't want to, but they had at that point already been like, Hey, we found people we can cut if you still want to reduce numbers. And then they actually had like proposed like negotiations. And I was like, okay, awesome. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
he was in knots about having that conversation. He was like really dreading it. Mm-hmm. And he actually had talked to us like, yeah, I kind of wish I could just break up with you so I wouldn't have to deal with the conflict with my parents. Oh, and wow. yeah, yeah, that's, that's a really big red flag. That's right. gigantic. Right. And I was like, and I, that made me feel bad. I was like, oh, I'm the reason for this. But I'm so like, hey, like, I would just like kind of like things go, but I have to let you love me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like you have to do this for me and I have to let you. Right. But looking back, it's like, oh, wait, I actually have to, I can have the option of like, hey, I love you that I'm going to just like, just because you were willing to do this, I'm going to be like, hey, no, we don't like, let's, it's all fine. Like whatever. But um, mm-hmm. and at the time I was like, well my position as your fiance is letting you love me. So mm-hmm. you have to love me and have the actions of doing this. Cause love isn't just a feeling. It's like an action. It's, it's, right. and it's a know, constant choice too. And it's also, you don't, you really don't want to sow seeds of doubt in your fiance of like, okay, what am I going to be like as a husband? Am I just going to cower to my parents every time that something comes up mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I don't want to have a bad relationship with them. Right. Um, and that was something that a lot of my friends, like, after the fact, because it was something we struggled, and they're like, these are huge red flags, Maureen. You should have just ended it right then. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I thought we were working it through. Right. Um, it's hard. I feel like it's hard when you're in it. Yeah. I, I think it is hard probably when you're at the engagement level as well, because there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of things that are going into this and it, you know, you feel like you're committed to each other, even though you're not like you aren't fully committed to each other. Right. Of course, until your wedding day. Um, right. So I can imagine it be, it would be difficult to even get to that point or get to that decision. Right. Right. And we were just about to do our, like send out our safe the dates and we had sent out some of them. And so I was like, and even I had thought about like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I want to marry into this? Do I want to marry into this? But it's also like, is that a good enough reason to break off an engagement? Because I don't want to marry into this kind of parent controlling situation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that a good enough reason to break off an engagement because of how his parents are, re- are acting right now? Because right. I feel like a lot of other couples, like the parents acted like that and like they got through and they still got married. Right. Um, and... So it was like kind of me just kind of like looking at things and being like, do I want to marry into this? But also, is this a good enough reason? Is this a good enough reason? And it was. It, looking back, it's like, okay, these were good enough reasons. And I just, that's why like God was speaking to me in those things. And I just wasn't hearing him. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking, okay, well, if God's calling us to us, then he'll help us find a way. Right. Like God's going to make it work. God will make it work if he's calling us. And then I feel like he, like, we both thought he was calling it. So but the thing is that I wasn't bringing it to adoration. I was bringing it to quick prayer and conversation outside of adoration. That I feel like in those situations, you need to bring it to adoration mm-hmm. and pray with God and like converse with him there. Because that's actually what my ex-fiance did. He had doubts and he took a day, like he took a day of not seeing, like of um, not meeting up with me at the gym. And he went to adoration and um, talked to God about it and found peace in breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, then he talked to his brother and then he talked to his parents and then he ignored my phone calls and my texts after he said he was going to call me that night. And then I showed up at his house cause I had a house key. Cause I was like, I'm really, really worried about him. This is not normal. Mm-hmm. He always texts me back. He always calls me. We always pray at the end of the night and it's 10 o'clock and this is normally by the time we're hanging up the phone. So I went and checked in on him and he told me he didn't love me and he didn't want to marry me. Wow. While that morning he had said, I love you wow. and I will call you after the gym. So 
Um, he did take it to adoration and God, he was able to hear him clearly there. So that's the only good thing I can say about how he ended it. Mm-hmm. Because even his therapist told him that he did it the worst way possible. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was planning on coming to my house the next day after work and dropping off my stuff that I'd. Because I mean, we were engaged for 10 months. I was planning on moving in with him. So I had stuff over there, right. stuff that I didn't need to have at my house. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to slowly start moving in. So mm-hmm. his plan was to come to my house with <laughs> all my stuff that I had there and just end it with me on my front porch. Mm-hmm. And he also planned to not have a conversation with me about it because he didn't want to talk about anything. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, but- it's okay. It's one of those, um, of the stuff that he didn't communicate, his actions were something that I was able to look back on. I'm like, oh, okay, here's all the reasons. Here's all the info that I need that God's kind of given me on why I couldn't marry him. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, if anyone is listening right now and is contemplating breaking off engagement to their fiance, you guys can definitely, I'm sure Maureen would have some advice to share about like how the best way to approach that. I think, I think any way you do it is going to be hard no matter what, especially if it's kind of coming out of nowhere, at least. Um, like yeah, kind of, ha- yeah, have some kind of lead up to like give right. some, drop some seeds that you're not that happy. <laughs> right. Yes, of course. But I think the biggest takeaway I can hear from you, like kind of sharing the story is definitely like communicate to each other and it's going to be hard. I mean, having any tough conversation is not easy, Um, but marriage is full of tough conversations, even not marriage, but just like friendships, relationships with your parents, with um, your friends, your uh, siblings and stuff like that. But, you know, it's kind of out of love to, to really have those hard conversations and be willing to share them. So, yeah. And, um, Cause I mean, he knew he was breaking up with me and yet he still texted me back about creating stuff that I was texting him about. Mm-hmm. Cause he was trying to avoid conflict. He's so highly conflict avoidant that he didn't even like say, Hey, like let's talk first or like, right. so if someone's highly conflict avoidant, maybe go to some couples therapy with them and see if they can get resolved. Right. <laughs> Because yeah. you don't need them avoiding conflict to the point of just spontaneously breaking up with you. Or you feel like being so highly conflict avoided that you just spontaneously break up with them without giving them any clue that it's coming. Right. Exactly. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to someone who is like kind of freshly in this situation of like a broken off engagement? It could be either either situation, you know, them breaking up. Yeah. Uh, you know, their fiance, fiance breaking up with them or like a mutual thing. Um, like are there, I, I feel like it will be hard no matter what. So what are, some, <laughs> you know, first steps that you would consider offering? Oh, take it to prayer. Like yeah. rely on God because God has not abandoned you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, so my, fi- my ex-fiance abandoned me. God did not. God Mm -hmm. never abandoned me. Um, I did have a slight thought of like, God, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And then I thought God didn't abandon me. God, God, what are, what have you, what have I been missing here? Cause you've been communicating with me a lot. What did I miss? Mm -hmm. And um, so take it to God, go to God, seek God, cling to God and develop your communion of saints. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like my communion of saints is, St. Joseph, St. Therese, mm-hmm. who um, befriended me after the engagement broke off. 
Okay. Um, she really like, so she's actually my middle name oh. and she's never, she's never ever answered a Novena <laughs> until, until after the breakup. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I asked her to show him that she was with me and then she gave me all the signs I asked for and I was like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> um, and then I do have Mary and Dewar of Knots. Um, she's always been one of mine. Um, St. John Paul II, St. Padre Pio, um, St. Anthony. I asked him to help find my husband for me because he's actually not the patron saint of lost things. He's the patron saint of lost people. Really? Yeah. Um, people that have left or fallen out of their faith. He's like people that are lost in faith. He's, he, his life was actually pulling them back. He's probably like, what the heck? Why are you guys yeah. afraid of me when you lose your keys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he will help you with lost things yeah, too. Right. But like, he's really like, he's making actually lost people. So I was like, wow. St. Anthony, find my husband. Bring him to me. Yep. <laughs> so I really um, developed a communion of saints. And um, so I do think that doing a consecration is really helpful. Um mm-hmm. I'm a big rosary girl, so I did a 54-day rosary novena. So the mm-hmm. second one that I did was actually dedicated to healing. Yeah. Um, and so that ended. So I started on January 1st just so I could keep track of my days. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that for me. I was just like, I'm not going to be able to keep track of this. So I'm just going to do it on the first day of a month. And then that was a 31-day month. So then after that, it was like, it was like okay, one. Then I was like, okay. Then I just added one as we hit it February. Right. Um, but talk to people. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, Mm. so my sister actually had a broken engagement. Um, so that was back, that was fall of 2019. Um, one of my cousins had two broken engagements before she began dating her husband. Um, I have an aunt with a couple broken engagements. I have another aunt with a broken engagement right before she met my uncle. I have several friends that had a broken engagement before they got married. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them actually just started dating for the first time in three years since his engagement broke off. But, um, I just know a lot of people that have broken engagements that are, and, um, most of them are actually married now or dating mm-hmm. somebody. So getting engaged, I actually did fear like dating, beginning to date my ex. I was fearing, um, cause he was like, yeah, I want to marry you. And I was just like, hold on, chill out. Like we've been dating a month. Right. Um, but we also were what we good friends for two years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely had a fear of getting engaged in a breaking off of like mm-hmm. something coming up where we didn't see it. Um, because that's what happened to my sister. Her engagement broke off five days before her wedding. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely had a fear of it, but it was also like, this was the best thing that could have happened. I also do have a wedding dress that I'm not giving away or selling because I designed it for me. So uh, ladies, mm-hmm. When you're buying your wedding dress, buy it for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's for your wedding and it's to your husband, but it's not for him. Mm-hmm. Get it for you. Don't get it for him. Uh, my sister did buy hers with him in mind. Mm-hmm. And um, she ended up was like, I can't wear this. Yeah. Like I'm not. And for me, I like, so I did get my dress and um, I was like, and it was a sense of relief. And, um, kind of like, I am going to wear this someday down the aisle, mm-hmm. but I was also like, this is for my wedding day. This was never for him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because there were dresses I did try on that I had him in mind. I'm like, oh man, when he sees us, but this dress, when I, so I actually designed my dress, but I was just like, oh, this for, this is, this is my dress. This is for my wedding. Mm-hmm. I think it's really beautiful. That's yeah. Like, it gives you a lot of sense of peace too. Like, I love how you said, you're like, I'm going to wear this one day. Yeah. And you're going to like, hold on to it for that moment. And I applied for my passport the same. So I um put my the thing in the mail. So I actually had to file a lost passport application. Oh, okay. And so I went to his house because I knew he had stamps and I had the day off. I took the day off from work. So mm-hmm. I actually got the stamp from him and put it into his mailbox <laughs> and mailed it the day we broke up. Oh, wow. And it arrived the same day I picked up my wedding dress. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you. I'm getting married someday. Mm-hmm. It right. also was like, okay, because I was about to text him and be like, hey, did you throw that out? Did you take that out of your mailbox? And I was like, okay, no, he let he let it go in the mail. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, then you know you'll definitely travel somewhere one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to like, maybe like family or friends? They're not necessarily like the ones who like are in the broken engagement, but they have a friend or a sister or a daughter that has is there anything that like your family and friends did that was like really helpful for you to kind of help serve you like as you were going through all this um so we broke up right before the holidays okay. um and so I had a lot of people just reach out to be like hey if you need to come sit on my couch and cry if you need anything if you need me to send you tissues if you need me to send you ice cream so just people were just like what do you need if you need anything let me know I'm happy to like if you need to talk I'm here if you need to Mm -hmm. just cry on the phone I'm here if you want to sit on my couch and talk about whatever I'm here so that was really really helpful and it was right before the holidays Mm -hmm. so just being surrounded like I was like we didn't know how I was gonna do being surrounded by people because we my two my cousins had Jessica like one cousin just got married and the other one was just about to get married mm-hmm. and so they were like the one cousin that was about to get married she told me she's like I we won't be offended if you don't come mm-hmm. we won't be offended um and so I was like well I mean I'm not gonna just like skip your wedding like that's your wedding but um so Thanksgiving was really, really incredible being surrounded by family and um, just having their support. And then, um, but um, I will say that it's, so this all happened in November and then um, my cousin actually ended up killing himself at the end of November, right after Thanksgiving. Oh so, yeah, so, so we had Thanksgiving and then he died and then my cousin got married and then his wake and funeral happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but I mean, I also did read, like I leaned on him cause I was like, okay. Um, so as a Catholic, I don't believe he's in heaven yet, but I do believe in purgatory, which is what's so great about Catholicism. <laughs> um, so I actually believe that he really was helping me through everything um because um my ex was really really angry with me and then I let him know that my cousin had died and he died a week before uh, my ex and I met up and he my ex told me that um learning about because I did um 
I really did not highly value family as much as he did. Mm -hmm. And because of my cousin dying, it really amped up how much I valued family. And so him getting that update on where my values were Mm -hmm. really um, diffused his anger. And he was kind of like, okay, this is really sad. And Maureen's really going through a lot in life right now. But um, I really felt like my cousin was looking out for that meeting and brought a lot of peace, even though it was actually a really awful meeting. But I felt so much peace during it. And I actually, whenever I'm dealing with like a mental health thing, I'm thinking that I'm an awful person. I rely on him and I'm like, hey, Patrick help me out here. Like you, you've struggled with mental illness, help me out. And Mm -hmm. he really helps out with that. So that's, um, he's not part of my community of saints. He's a part of my community of people in purgatory that I'm helping get to heaven. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. That is, wow. I don't even know how to add anything to that. That is, I'm sure that that was so hard for your family and for yourself, but think it's kind of beautiful how you're able to look at it from a different perspective and maybe like even kind of offering up some of the suffering that you are experiencing is like helping your cousin in turn yeah idea but it's like wow that like that would be so beautiful yeah yeah um I did go on a busy women retreat and Mm -hmm. it was actually at the same church that his funeral was at so Mm -hmm. that was um very weird, but I had some people, some women pray over me and they asked me what I wanted to ask the Holy Spirit. And the first thing I asked was, is my cousin okay? Mm -hmm. And the second question I had was, um, to just be guided to my vocation. Mm -hmm. And the answer that I got was he's, he, he's okay. And Mm -hmm. all the prayers are helping him get higher in purgatory towards heaven. And I also got that, yeah, I am going to get married. Like the Holy Spirit is like, it's the same answer we've been giving you for the last 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So I just, yeah, yeah, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's just so beautiful. I, I really admire your like fervor and your, like your joy and your ability to see so many of the fruits of the season and of the suffering because that is yeah. so hard and with any cross to see any fruits you know at least in our lifetime you know right now right and it's beautiful that you can look towards that and yeah and see what's like how this is actually helping yeah yeah um I will say that something I just remembered a small thing that was really helpful was um so my ex bought me flowers every month. And so that was something that I was like, oh no, like I'm not going to get flowers every month now because like flowers bring me so much joy and I love spontaneously getting flowers. And um, so my mom, about a week or two after we broke up, mm-hmm. she, I came home from somewhere and like there were flowers and she told me, she's like, oh yeah, I wanted to surprise you because I felt like you needed some flowers. And then um, they ran out and she bought me more. And then I started buying myself some. So like I actually made a routine of buying myself like at least two bouquets of flowers every week from the grocery store. And um, so something really small that sounds maybe like really weird or like you're really communicating with God in that way. Um, I actually asked God to send me like, I guess. So whenever I order myself flowers, I do, I use Instacart or like the apps because mm-hmm. I don't want to like pick them myself. I just do oh, kind of okay. like a random thing. And I ask God to communicate with me in some way or different saints to be like, Hey, are you, if you're here, like I asked St. Joseph, I'm like, Hey, if you're, if you're with me, 
please send me green flowers. I was like, what kind of flowers should I ask for? Because I didn't realize his flower is the lily. And I asked mm-hmm. him for green flowers. And I got, I ordered two bouquets of flowers. And they were, it was almost entirely green flowers. Wow. And then I was like, okay. So then after that, I was like, I asked God, I'm like, hey, like one time I was like, hey, if if my ex is sorry for how he handled everything, please send me two bouquets of flowers. And then um, I got home from something and turns out my mom had surprised me with two bouquets of flowers. Wow. And so I just kind of asked for like different kinds of flowers, different colors of flowers. Like, hey, if like, like just like asking questions and be like, hey, if it's this thing, like if I'm, if I am going to get married, send me pink lilies, send me pink flowers and lilies. And then that day I got three bouquets of pink lilies and other pink flowers. Yeah. And it's like, hey, am I am I gonna meet the guy this year? Send me purple flowers. And I got purple flowers. <laughs> so like I was just kind of like asking, like, hey, like just like asking questions, like just like having a conversation with God and just like and having him communicate with me through flowers. Wow. That is so beautiful. I never really thought about that or heard about that. So that's I yeah, it was yeah, well I thought I was like, okay, well St. Therese is gonna communicate with flowers. Why wouldn't God also do the same thing? Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that's, I'm sure that's got to be like, it's got to reassure you so much and give you so much peace to like keep going and everything as well. Whenever, yeah. are, whenever, if you're feeling sad or feeling down and stuff like that. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But so like find your own way of like communicating with God and give, cause God, God wants to communicate in a way that we'll understand. So I gave him a way that I would understand and he did it. So mm-hmm. find what you want, how you want to communicate with God. Mm-hmm. And with your saints, be like, hey, like, what is the thing that I want to communicate with? I decided to go with flowers because they bring me joy. <laughs> right. Yeah, they are so joyful. That's awesome. And I love that you, like, buy them for yourself, too. I think, like, so often. I've been, yeah, I've been yeah. buying them for myself before Miley started buying herself flowers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta give a nod to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I heard that song and I'm like, I do that already. Yeah, girl. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Okay. So you already kind of mentioned some of the saints and novenas that you have experienced. Are there any other ones that you would recommend? Um, Are there, or would you recommend that like a 54 day novena? Um, yeah, like what would you recommend? Yeah, I would. Um, and so I did the 54 day one because I knew, so healing is not going to be a nine day thing. Right. And I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'm going to need to do a longer one. And I found it super helpful, but also do what is like calling to your heart. Mm-hmm. Do what's calling to you. I'm a big Marion girl. Like I got engaged at a Marion grotto because he knew how much I love Mary and my engagement ring had sapphires because of the blue for Mary. Okay. Um, so I'm a big Marion girl. I've always been, my name even means beloved Mary in Gaelic. Wow. Um, cool. yeah. So I've always been a rosary girl and Right now, I'm not really praying the rosary as much because after, you know, praying one for 108 days in a row is kind of going to cause some burnout. Um, but I also recommend the Mary Endure of Knots Novena with yes. or without the rosary. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she is a friend of mine. She was a friend before St. Therese was. <laughs> right. Um, but 
honestly, what, what calls to you? Um, I also did um, a St. Padre Pia Novena. Um, and I'm currently doing the St. Joseph Novena leading up to this feast day. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to do the St. Joseph consecration because I did it two years ago and I got two days into it. So I completed two days of it. And on the third day, I felt such a mental block. I felt a huge mental block. And I was like, okay, this is either the devil or it's God. Which one is it? And mm-hmm. um, I felt exhausted thinking about it. And I'm just like, you know what? If this, if God wanted me to do this, I, it would be easy. And it'd be a little bit more joyful. And so I decided that God wasn't calling me to it. And um, so I didn't do it. And I feel pretty good about it. Um, and also when I finished my 33 days to morning glory one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wedding colors were royal blue and rose pink. Okay. And the day that I finished it, it um, I walked into work and there was this canvas painting there. Mm-hmm. That was like a, a royal blue vase with royal blue flowers and rose pink flowers and i was kind of mary was like yes i've heard like you finished this this consecration i hear you and i will be delivering it and it's like the flowers again even though it's not like actually yeah it's like painted flowers like yeah 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 and um (laughs) normally okay just to to state this is the first time i've actually had pretty clear communication at the end of a consecration that's not really a normal thing for me so if you don't get that it will still happen for right. you. God's just still listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is just, um, I think that they, the saints really know that and God know that like, like, I mean, I would still be like on board with my faith, but like if I wasn't getting communication, I would probably be in a really hard place. Mm-hmm. So they were like, Hey, we know you need us right now. So we're, 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 we're communicating with you. Like we're mm-hmm. letting you know that we're here. Um, but I actually am in the beginning of seeing somebody and awesome. yeah, so it, that's, it, that's exciting. It's also very terrifying to like mm. start something new and get to know a whole new person when you knew somebody so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm currently praying the St. Joseph concert, like St. Joseph Novena to like begin dating my husband. So I'm not like, just, just if we like continue dating after this is over, I'm not like thinking, Oh, this is my husband. It's just like, okay, I know that this, this Novena will get answered someday, whether or not it's this guy or the next one. Right. That's awesome. Wow. That is so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Maureen, for like sharing your story and your advice. I think this is this is so helpful to hear, and I, I know this is going to help somebody um, so greatly because, you know, like we mentioned before, this isn't an easy topic, but this is something that a lot of people go through and, mm-hmm. you know, can feel very alone. And just knowing that they're not alone is, I think, is just so helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's, I'm someone that knew already how often this can happen so it was right. a fear of mine it was something that like one of my friends like she noticed after the fact she's like i noticed that you'd said probably get married a lot even though you were literally engaged right so she um that's something that she often wonders if i like had an idea that it might not work out or if it was really just like me having seen so many broken engagements that i was like well here's the plan but right <laughs> mm-hmm. for sure yeah, I think that that can be helpful, but like you said, it you know it doesn't necessarily like ease all the pain knowing that it, no. you know, it happens to other people and we still have to work through it. So yeah, 
Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing all of this with us. Um, one last question that we ask to every guest on the podcast mm-hmm. is, um, what, it, what is one piece of advice you would give to a newly engaged couple? Okay, so my advice is wedding planning. Okay, the guest list will probably be stressful, but everything else doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Wedding dress shopping is stressful just because shop. I, I personally don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And fi- figuring out your style can be hard. But so those were the only two stressful areas that I found. Um, honestly, it's unless you make it stressful, it won't be. Mm-hmm. So once you get engaged, don't think, oh, no, this is going to be so stressful. Everybody is so stressed while they're engaged and planning a wedding. It really doesn't have to be. It can be actually pretty smooth sailing as long as like you don't let all the small things get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also someone that doesn't care about details and decorations and small things. I'm kind of like, whatever. And then, I mean, I figured out what my, my stuff was and it was pretty easy, but um, it, it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't, I was really stressed out at the beginning because I knew people got stressed out. So I was like stressed about becoming stressed. And so I was uh-huh. trying to be on top of things. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had um, – so my top, my original topic was actually working together as a team with your fiancé. Um, and the thing is that why it was so not stressful for me is because we actually were a really good team, which is also why it was so confusing in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But booking your vendors, not stressful. Finding the right place, it's like you're just shopping around. You're figuring it out. Um, it does not have to be stressful. You don't have to do it yourself. You can just like – packages might be cheaper than doing it yourself. It can also save you time. Um, Mm -hmm. So just figure out what you do want to be stressed about if you feel like that's something you need to like be doing. But um, yeah, engagement doesn't have to be stressful. Yeah. So just so you know that. that. (laughs) I agree. Like kind of like what we said, like like love is a choice. I think we also choose that stressful things can happen to us no matter what, but the way we we react to them is our choice. Yeah. Um, it's important to remember that and important to have like different kind of like coping mechanisms and different outlets, like whenever you are stressed, cause you know, little things are going to happen and just being able to handle them well is I think really important and will only help like your peace, but just like your mental state, <laughs> right? So many things changing in life and so many things yeah. happening during this time. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but I'm also the kind of bride that just, um, I was not like an overly decorations person. Yeah. I was like a, okay, like they supply a, a centerpiece. Do you want to go with that? And he was like, well, no, I really want to do the orchid because that's how we found it. It's like, oh, okay. And then like that was like, we were just going to do orchids, but like, and maybe mm-hmm. some flower petals. And then like someone was like, oh, why are you going to do mirrors and stuff? I'm like, that just sounds like more stuff I have to buy. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think temperament does play into, uh, play into yeah. it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's, I think that's really important to just to remember that like, yeah, you don't have to be stressed, even if other people are basically like it's making it seem like you do. Um, it, you can have a very like smooth engagement, especially yeah. the way you decide to, you know, handle certain, certain little things like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on here. It was so nice to like get to meet with you and chat with you. And I really appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing your story. Like I mentioned before, I think this is going to be so helpful for people who are, you know, maybe experiencing this or even 
um, maybe our, some of our listeners, they're not experiencing it, but their, you know, close family friend is experiencing mm-hmm. it. So I think this can just help give them some tangibles of like kind of how to approach it. Yeah. Um, so I really, really appreciate you coming on here. Um, where can, if, if you're okay with this, uh, where can people find you if they would like to ask you a little bit more, like maybe they're getting some of those red flags or they're, um, they just broke off their engagement. Like if they would like to chat with you, are you okay with that? And also how can they find you? Um, so on Instagram, I'm uh, Maureen McGurvey, the, the number one. And okay. um, so I do actually go by in a, alias on twitter which i'm like i feel like you guys are pretty safe so um <laughs> I, i'm a mental health therapist so i go by an alias so my clients don't find me gotcha. um but i don't think my clients are listening to this <laughs> <laughs> um so my name is actually mora on there so it's m-a-u-r-a um seven okay. one that's my okay. handle um so that's that's how you can find me on there um and I think that my DMs are open, but I'd probably have to like, go find them in the other side of the DMs there. Mm-hmm. The because, request form, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you have to request me if, if I don't follow you back. Right. Yeah, that's totally fine. Thank yeah, you but, so much for I, being willing but to. But I do check that area just because sometimes I do get them and like I normally just ignore them, but then it's somebody that's actually like wanting to talk to me that's right. like about this, I'll, I, I will respond. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. It's not like a spam uh, <laughs> requesting. Like they're always like spam weird things. Yeah. Yeah. The number of SA people are like so many weird things. I'm just like, How, who are you people? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, thank you so much for being willing to, like I said, share about this and to being open to like our listeners if they of course. Like, to ask you any questions, anything like that. Definitely check her out on Instagram. We'll have her Instagram handle in the show notes. That way people can find you easily. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so much for coming on here. Um, we hope that our listeners have found this helpful. Um, for our listeners, if you would like to chat with us, um, you can find us on Instagram at Catholic Wedding Podcast. Our email is catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hop on the Facebook group, The Catholic Bride, and we would love to hear from you all there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Catholic Wedding Podcast, and we will see you next time.